You're listening to Postpartum Pieces, a sub-series of the Mummy Republic podcast, featuring educational conversations with professionals to help you get through postpartum life the best you can. Today's topic is the fourth trimester. I'm joined by Megan Kinnear from the Newborn Days, who is a certified infant educator. So Megan, let's get stuck into it. We know that having a newborn is tough, but when you're a first-time mother, it's so hard to know what to expect. And of course, every baby is so different, but can you just give us a general insight into what daily life with a newborn might look like? Okay, certainly. So you've hit the nail on the head by saying, you know, every newborn is different. They are. They're all born with their little individual personalities and little quirks and traits. So that's something that we definitely have to take into account, especially in those early days. Um, What I would say is generally speaking, we can expect a few sort of key things to happen. And the main one of that being is that feeding. You're going to be feeding um, a lot in those in a 24-hour period. So I always say to people, be prepared that it's going to be sort of two to three-hour feeds around the clock in the early days. Um, We don't expect long stretches of sleep because they've got tiny little tummies and, you know, breast milk or formula, whatever you're doing, it all digests pretty quickly. And so we sort of say expect to be feeding a lot um, and then obviously you're going to be trying to get up and do things, which won't probably happen because mm-hmm. they'll also want to be on you and snuggling and close to you. So in those early days, you really just need to lower expectations. Um, you know, I always say just let the housework go, just really ease yourself into it and expect to be sort of feeding and cuddling and changing nappies because they obviously go through a huge amount of nappies and outfits in those early days. And then from there, everything else will work itself out. Um, they tend to be in in the early morning if they're most settled. So if you want to get out and, you know, you want to go meet a girlfriend for coffee or, or go for a walk around the block or whatever you want to do, it is probably a good idea to do that in the early morning and because we know that as the day goes on, if they do get a buildup of gas or a bit of tummy pain, they will have a little bit of an unsettled period completely Mm. normal um sometimes you know that might last for half an hour in some cases that might last for a couple of hours so sort of maybe try and stay home from the late sort of afternoon and uh yeah other than that just really yeah just relax and let go and go you know what I'm going to be led by my baby I'm gonna let the baby lead the way Absolutely. I think that's such solid advice and particularly around making sure that you let everything else go, which can be really hard because I think we put those expectations on ourselves. Mm -hmm. I suppose that brings me to my next point, especially with the cuddling and the holding. What are your thoughts on the fourth trimester, that terminology, and how that might impact the way a mother cares for their newborn? Okay, so I'm a huge advocate for the fourth trimester and I'm really happy that it's sort of being popularised now. Um, Dr. Karp, who is the one that sort of coined that term, uh, talks about the five S's and it's the five sort of key things that a newborn baby needs to adjust and adapt to the environment outside the womb, which is obviously such a like stark contrast to what they're used to. You know, they're used to this cosy little dark Um, not quiet, the womb's not quiet, but it's just so different to what they're then thrown into. So Mm. the five S's are obviously there is swaddling, which is, you know, wrapping the bub and um, whether that be sleeping bag or wrap or whatever it may be. 
Um, that's one of the S's. And then you've got side soothing and or, or stomach soothing. So maybe popping them over your shoulder or across your knees on their on across your knees on their tummy, just giving them bum pats. Uh, there's the shushing, obviously, so that can come from white noise or just you going shh, 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 you know, while you're trying to settle them. Um, obviously, the sucking reflex, because we know babies love to suck, whether that's while feeding or on a dummy. And you, so what we're trying to do here is we're trying to mimic the womb, you know, trying to mimic the environment in which they're, they've come from to make it as easy as possible to adjust to life outside the womb. Um, so I I also think that in those last few weeks of pregnancy, we don't expect a woman to be running around, you know, uh, spring cleaning the house, having guests over for dinner. Um, it's a time for winding down and, and getting your body ready for birth and, you know, adjusting to life with the newborn. So I think with the whole fourth trimester, it's you need to sort of let go of expectations go, you know what, I'm just going to take this time to get to know my baby, um, time for yourself to recover because obviously you've been through, it's it's huge giving birth. No matter what way you do it, it's huge. Um, and so just really, you know, taking the time to get to know each other and trying our best to to mimic that environment. Um, so you, you then have that, you're building connections, you're establishing bonds and you're also making them feel safe and secure and, and loved, which we know that's all they really need in those early days. They don't mm. need fancy nurseries. They don't have a clue what's going on, you know. They just need that closeness. So things like skin to skin and, yeah, I just, I'm obviously very passionate about the fourth trimester. And um, so I say, you know, set yourself up. If you know you're going to do for a fee, grab your phone, grab your phone charger, grab a coffee um, and just grab the remote so you can watch some Netflix and just feed and burp and, and then have some skin to skin and really just let your body relax. Just enjoy it because it, it really is as much as those, those days, the early days I know are hard and long and exhausting, um, but you don't get them back. And so mm. this is the time to just enjoy your baby. And I, I just, sorry, I do, sorry, Dan, I do say that though. I know not all babies, some adjust better to the outside world than others do. So I know that you're not always going to have this content little baby that you can just sit and cuddle. But by using those sort of those five S's, you know, it, that will definitely help in them adapting to the outside world. Totally agree with you. I think it's such an amazing thing that we're now talking about this and educating people because even, you know, I had Peyton eight years ago versus now, there was always this, um, I guess, stigma around the fact that, no, you have your baby and you get back to living your life and it's completely normal, but yeah. it's not. None of it is normal. Oh, my gosh, it's not. Is it? It's so – and the thing is, first-time mum, you, literally, you've got this baby, don't you think, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what now? Like – You've yeah. come home from the hospital and you're like, okay, what what do I do with you? So trying to get to know them without those outside pressures. Um, I, I found it really hard when I had my first with people like, oh, my God, let's catch up and wanting me to maybe what, go to a lunch or – and I'm not saying mm. some some women will be all for that and be – but I was not that person and I was like, oh, my gosh, how? I've got to – by the time I fed him and burped him and changed him, it was time to do it all again. Where, where was I going to fit in, you know, a, a lunch with the girls or um, – and it's, that made me feel anxious. So I, I do – that's why I try to draw home to people, just forget what anyone is expecting of you or you can even say to people like, no, that I'm going to lock in the fourth trimester. I plan on staying home as much as possible and – 
you know, I just want to get to know my baby. And that is absolutely fine. That's what's supposed to happen. A hundred percent. And I think that's actually a great point in itself because it is hard to get to know your baby because you're both still learning each other, let alone with all the, you know, extra environmental factors of a lunch or going shopping Mm -hmm. or whatever. When it comes to cues, there's there's a lot of different things that you can pick up and it does take time. I think sometimes we think that we'll know automatically, but it, it is difficult. What type of cue should you keep out for and yep. what might they mean? Okay, so again, we know that each little bub, you know, they're their own personality. And that's the other thing is that we can't expect them to be like, this is what your newborn's going to do because that that isn't the case. But there are certain cues that are sort of inbuilt that uh, is their way of, of sort of saying, hey, mum, dad, this is, you know, this is what I need right now. And uh, one of those obviously is when they're, when they're hungry. What are we looking out for when they're hungry? That doesn't mean crying. Um, generally, you'll see a, a few steps. There's a few little steps before crying. So before the crying escalates, they'll be giving you little signs like, you know, turning their head from side to side. What they're trying to do is they're trying to look for a boob or a bottle, or you know, and they might start sucking with their mouth. So they're sort of rooting with their mouth. They're turning their head side to side. And you're thinking, oh, that's really cute. What, what, what are you doing? And then you might notice, oh, hold on, you know, fists are clenched. So when a baby is content, they will relax their hands. So even though they won't open their hands up, a newborn won't necessarily open their hands up, but they will relax their hands. Um, and so when they're hungry, they will really clench their fist tight. And so it might be the clenched fist turning their head side to side and, and rooting with the mouth that will go, okay, yeah, yeah, that's been an hour and a half or two hours, you're due for a feed. The other thing is, is that, you know, obviously they sleep a huge amount and falling asleep at the breast, completely normal. That's it's what our milk's made to do. It's what their sucking reflex is made to do, boob or bottle. They will quite often fall asleep. But when they're, if they are having some awake time, which is such a tiny amount of awake time, it might be half an hour to 45 minutes, um, they might start sort of getting this glazy sort of, you know, staring off into the distance look. Um, they might just seem a little bit restless, some jerky movements, and that's them sort of saying, hey, you know what, this is pretty tiring. Could you wrap me up and, you know, either hold me and cuddle me and or put me down so I can go to sleep? Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is, I think this one's missed a little bit, is that when babies sort of are squirmy and if, it's, if we've ruled out gas and wind and you're going, hold on, you've done a really big burp and you've had a pooey nappy and they just seem uncomfortable, quite often it can be a temperature thing. So um, I know my mum and probably, you know, a lot of grandparents, they like, oh, quick, wrap that baby up and put a beanie on them and, and they look like they've got 10 extra layers and what they probably need to. Uh, so if mum's listening to this, sorry. Um, but really they only need one extra layer than what we have. So if they are a bit restless, really look at, hold on, have I sort of got, you know, too many layers on them? Or maybe add another layer, are they a bit cold? That's certainly something that, yeah, gets overlooked a lot. And then obviously crying. I think that's a great point because particularly with um, sleep routines as well, we yep. tend to, I know in the early days, my partner was very much, oh, he's awake, he's hungry. Um, and sometimes it could be that, you know, it's gotten colder overnight. Yeah. And yep. We tend to forget about the temperature thing. So I think that's a, a really important point. Absolutely, yes. And, and in that early hours of the morning when there is a temperature change always, um, yeah, that you know that, oh, hold on, maybe they're just – 
maybe they're just cold and, and they need a, another layer. So definitely. And also in those really hot days, you know, when people think, oh, but they're a newborn baby, so they're still sort of swaddled up in this blanket and they're, you know, they're they're going, oh, my God, let me, you know, let me out. It's way too hot in here. So um, there's certainly cues that you can and that's the other thing, just quickly going back to the fourth trimester, if you do slow everything down, if you just take away the external pressures and spend that time getting to know your baby, you will be able to sort of go, oh, I know that. I know that they're screwing their face up. That's They need to poo. They're going to poo or they, they need to burp. You, you'll really um, be able to gauge them by just sort of spending that time with them and going, yeah, yeah, I get to, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. And yeah, before you know it, you, you're reading your baby. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you do need to give yourself that time because again, we expect that, oh, my mother instinct will kick in and it does, but it's still a learning curve for both of you. Um, Now we hear a lot about typical behaviors such as the witching hour and leaps and all these things that we've got to be mindful of. What are common things that you might see from a baby that I mean, they may seem concerning to a new parent, but but are actually quite normal. Yep. Okay. So things that you, I think we've all been there, haven't we? Where your baby does something and you're like, Google, is this normal? You know, like googling. <laughs> oh my god, my baby just jerked his arm. Really, you know, it's it, so. Or that was something that I know I did. I was like, why does he move like that? What is you know? Um, but those things, obviously, jerky movements are part of being a newborn and their startle reflex. Uh, they will do that. And they also have sort of those two sleep stages where they're in a light sleep and they will move around a lot. Their breathing will change. So this is another, touching on another concern where people go, oh, my God, why why is he or she breathing like that? And it can be quite rapid or it can be shallow breaths. You know, that's just all part of normal newborn breathing. And mm-hmm. it's different sleep. So if they're in quiet sleep, you know, they'll be more out to it and they'll be, you could flop them around and move them about and they won't wake up. Um, whereas if they're in that active sleep, you might see the breathing changes and, and some jerky movements and things like that. Um, another big one is congestion. So they're congested and they're like snorty little pigs, you know, and majority of them. I had one out of four that wasn't a little snorter. Um, but, you know, they I know that they can quite often people will be like, oh, my gosh, is, are they breathing, you know, are they breathing okay? And it's most of the time they're little passages and, you know, everything's so small. So they can be just congested and sneezing. They'll sneeze a lot because they're trying to get release that congestion. So, mm-hmm. um, the, and the other one is, um, you know, where they, you, you might be saying hi baby and talking to them and, and they're really sort of got an unfocused sort of glazy eyed look about them. And you're like, what, what's, you know, look, I'm here, you know, trying to get them to look at you. Um, quite often that's just a sign that they're really overtired, um, sometimes overstimulated as well, because there is so much going on in the outside world that they're not used to. So, you know, if you sort of think, oh, actually, no, you probably need to have a sleep if they're looking like that. But yeah, normally, um, oh, and sorry, the other big one is vomiting. So when a baby vomits, obviously it looks like such a huge amount. And you've just given this amazing feed and you're like, oh, my God, they've literally just vomited the whole feed up. Um, but generally speaking, for, you know, healthy bubs, there, there are no issues with vomiting. And if you were to pop it into a syringe or it would actually be a very small amount, uh, but it does. Yeah. I admit it, it looks a lot and I've been con- like concerned first-time parent going, oh, my God, what's, you know, what's going on? Is something wrong? And, yeah, it's very, very normal. So that's sort of the top top few concerns that are just normal, part of normal newborn behaviour. 
Oh, that's so good. And I think particularly the vomiting one, you know, we get scared that it's colic or reflux or yeah. something of a much horrible nature yeah. that that it's just normal, that that's what they do. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm sure there's a million things that you could tell a new mum in terms of the newborn stage, but do you have any general advice that you haven't covered with what we've just gone through? I, I think if I could just say to any, like this is for first-time mums, to I know I've touched on saying that, you know, just let go and just really enjoy those first few weeks and don't worry about dishes and housework and so on. But I really valid point going a little bit further into that is that you won't ever get this time again so whether you choose to have you know um one child or you know you you won't get that time again ever but also if you go on to have more children you know there'll be a toddler or there'll be a child that maybe needs to go to school or you'll always be on the clock so while you can take the time to just you know embrace it and go you know what I'm just going to try and enjoy this as much as possible and and reach out if you're struggling absolutely like reach out and go hey I need some support here and uh absolutely fine and there is always more than one way to do it so I know a lot of people dish out advice and and what works for this person might not work for this person so there's more than there's probably six different ways to that things are going to work and you and your baby just need to find what works best for you and you're a you know little family unit whatever that family unit looks like um yeah it's just it's you guys so just take the time get to know the baby and just be kind to yourself I think that's really important I think as mums we're just really really harsh on ourselves and yeah be kind and I'm sure that you can attest to this too I think even if you've had a baby and you've been through it every baby is so different. And particularly if you've got a a decent age gap, you might've completely forgotten all about these cues and all about these things. So don't put too much pressure on yourself that you need to know everything Mm -hmm. just because you've done it before. So that is, that is so true. And I think that, you know, some people, even myself, you know, I should know everything. You know, I do this, I'm an, I'm an infant educator and I've got four children of my own, but there are absolutely things that, you know, I either have forgotten or I just don't know, or you know, it's my fourth is different to my second. And as you said, every baby is very different. And, you know, if you really are struggling in any way, it it shouldn't be like, oh, you know, this is what I was born to do. I have to just keep soldiering on. Reach out. There's lots of people like myself now, obviously medical professionals. There's so many different support networks that you can reach out to. And, um, yeah, just try and enjoy it as much as possible though because I know – the days are long when you're in those first sort of 12 weeks, especially, but that you look back and you're like, Oh my gosh, that, that time just flew by. So it does, you'll look back on it and go, wow, it went back, went by and it's a complete blur now. A hundred percent. And, and everyone will say that to you, but, but it's so true. It's so, it, so true. It? Yeah. And it's the same thing, Danny, do you think as people say, you know, and, and sleep when the baby's sleeping. And in my head, I'm like, when, how am I going to do that when I've got to do this and this and this? And but it is actually, a, it's a really good point. If you can just pick one time of the day to go, you know what, I don't care if there's 50,000 dishes in that sink right now. I'm going to go and I'm going to lay down. The baby's asleep and I'm going to have a rest. It will actually change the rest of your day. So do make it a priority. Make it a priority to rest and recover properly. That is such solid advice. Thank you so much for joining me. I just feel like you've given such a whirlwind of 
information there that is so practical and can actually be used and it's a good reminder for all mums so thank you so much for joining me I will pop all of Megan's details into the show notes but thank you again thank you for having me Danny. it was great chatting to you thanks Megan Some incredible advice and insights there from Megan. There's a few things that I took away from the conversation and the first and probably most important is that in the early days, you want to try and mimic the womb. Take it slow, make sure that your baby feels safe and comfortable and let go of those expectations of you and of them. Make sure that you give yourself the opportunity to recover and to get to know your baby. It's all about building those connections whilst at the same time making them feel safe. Do not put too much pressure on yourself. And where you can, make sure you reach out for support if you need it. There's a lot of tools and reference points online. And of course, if you've got family and friends who can help you, do not be afraid to ask them. I've popped all of her details into the show notes for a point of call. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that you can join me next week as well. If you're on Instagram, head on over to at Mummy Republic Podcast for more information on the postpartum sub-series and the main podcast and the guests that are involved. Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to speaking with you next time.